And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And uh, filling in for Jimmy Lemke, our my co-host, who normally you can find at uh, Panther U, uh, Carrick Jones. How's it going? And Carrick, of course, uh, you can find you. Uh, we can find you on Twitter. What Carrick uh, underscore Jones? Yes, sir. Alrighty, and you can always follow the podcast on Twitter at Horizon RT. And Carrick, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, filling in for Jimmy. Uh, we're, we're getting down to the wire here uh, with the non-conference games, mercifully. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it has been massively, massively brutal for the Horizon League, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it, it it's been one of the it's been one of those off it's been one of those non conference seasons where you were hoping everybody was going to do way better than they did, and mm-hmm. nobody is. <laughs> nope. And and it's it, you know this you know we're living in the uh, we're living in the upside down basically. For those of you who watch Stranger Things, you know what I'm talking about. If not. It's called, it's called Netflix, people. Come on. So, yeah, so we're, we're at a stage now where it looks like, because, of course, the, the conference uh, schedule starts on December 28th. Um, and before I go any further, I do want to kind of tease something a little. We've got something a little – we're going to have something a little special for, uh, for the, the new year. So uh, kind of stay tuned for that. Um, you, you don't want to miss it. We kind of alluded to it on Twitter a little bit. Uh, but we'll have some more details about uh, kind of how we're going to work the uh, first podcast of the new year here coming up soon. And, of course, we'll have we'll have a recap of all, you know, the first that first full weekend of uh, conference games, which, again, starts at, uh, on December 28th. And it looks like, um, to my surprise, uh, the top two teams will actually be playing on Thursday the 28th. I'm sorry, Thursday the 28th. It's Friday the 28th because I have no concept of time. Um, so the one, of course, is going to be uh, they look. The one, of course, it looks like it's going to be Northern Kentucky. Uh, Northern Kentucky is you know they're they're doing pr- relatively well. Uh, a couple of games in there, kind of wish they would have won. Um, it, the Cincinnati one was obviously kind of you know I know the, I know Norse fans were were looking to get that that game and um, didn't quite come to fruition. Um, and and of course they're that heartbreaker to uh, that heartbreaker to uh, Eastern Kentucky. Um, I know that's that's still gonna that's probably gonna stick in their craw a little bit, but you know, the, regardless, they're doing a little better they than they're, they're doing infinitely better than say the they're doing better than the <laughs> the rest of the league. I mean, if you look at the schedule, if you look at the standings right now, everybody's about everybody is like super under five hundred, including some very surprising school, including. Including Wright State, which is one I, I'm really very surprised that that they are under under 500. But one team that is not under 500, and one team is actually rel- has a relatively comparable, or will have one compare a comparable record to Northern Kentucky, is the team that the Norse will be playing on Thursday, which is IUPUI. And and as it turns out, apparently um, for all the, for all the IUPUI jokes we've been making over the past year and a half, this is our payback. Yep. This is our payback. Um, yep, a, a fanless team is. Uh, oh, you would be. You know well. what? I, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I apparently winning does kind of 
kind of bring folks out of the woodwork because I know uh, when when we when when the pod we as the podcast we tweet uh, anything about IUPUI that gets a lot of that gets a lot of traffic from IUPUI folks that I didn't even know existed until most until recently. Well, good for them. Like, hey, welcome to the be- hey, welcome to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're all sitting there saying, ha ha ha, payback's a bitch, ain't it, guys? Yeah, well, but, but let's keep in mind they're a two-player team that has played a lot of little sisters of the war games. Uh, to be and I will counterpoint the fact that a lot of the Horizon League teams have been playing little sisters of the poorer teams and not been doing as well. But you know who hasn't? Who is that? My alma mater has not played one little sister of the board because Mike Davis is a very loony man. We'll 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 get to we'll get to that looniness over at Detroit Mercy in a minute. I I I I I, I know we talked a little bit about them on um, those back to back. We'll we'll want to talk a little bit about that weird schedule from from last. Not not necessarily the. Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about kind of the 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 near the last minute loss to Ohio. Um, plus, I also want to kind of talk a little bit about kind of you know a little bit about that weird scheduling, but you know that weird back to back day scheduling thing. But but the one thing that you know that that I'm looking at and I'm seeing is that this was supposed to be. And yeah, you're you're probably this week again. Probably not the you know. I didn't. We didn't talk a lot about IUPUI last week because of the fact that you know their 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 competitive their team was IU Kokomo. Um, this week, you know, t- they they started out the week in, with IU Northwest. Um, yeah, for for those of you and as, as someone who frequents Northwest Indiana, I know exactly where that is. And um, the, that IUPUI beat them by forty something points is not really a surprise. Um, the Western, and of course, they also beat Western Illinois as well. So. The bottom line is that is that IUPUI is actually beating who they're supposed to be beating, and this is and and, you know, and even beating some people they may not be supposed to be because you know, they because remember they got they got the uh, they got that uh, win at the beginning of the season against Boston College, you know. Whether you know how good Boston College is remains to be seen. Although I do believe that uh, you know one of their wins this year was against was against Minnesota, but. The bottom line is that IUPUI is in is actually be you know because we all make have complaints about mid major scheduling, but if you're having a losing a record against these uh, these non conference teams, you know why where can we complain? How should we? Why are we complaining about this? We got to get better first before we start complaining about who we play. Well, really, we really do, and and. You can make the argument about the teams that you, you know, about the teams that are your school schedules when they start, you know, winning, you know, eight or nine games in the non-conference, which IUPUI is, which, um, which Northern Kentucky is more than likely to do, and they're the only ones. Everybody else is at or below 500, and we'll stay there. I mean, this is, this has been a pretty brutal non-conference for, if if you were if your your hopes were to get the you know get these get get the and you and we're getting to a point where you're getting some, you know where you're getting some of these buy games in and you know those are you know th- there's a very low chance of getting those wins like for example Green Bay um, Green Bay you played went into uh, 
Green Bay went to Creighton, you know, Big East team Creighton, good team Creighton. And he went to number, Michigan State, which is a top 10 team in the country. Um, those are tough games to win. Those are tough oh, games yeah. to win with high major teams. And, you know, the, and Oakland, before they start the season, have to go up against Xavier and Michigan State. And you know? Georgia, who looks all right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say, I'm sorry, you said Georgia. They played I, Xavier, too. They played, they already played Xavier. I'm sorry. I see yep. this. This is me paying. I'm, I'm glad you caught that one. I couldn't remember to save my life. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the schedule. That that's kind of the thing. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, you're thinking to yourself, "Well, hey, you know, we should be doing a lot better than we are, and we're not." And I, you know, I, I'm I'm a little I'm struggling a little bit with this. I, I think we're in a position where there are three or four teams in the league that are a year away from being very competitive, and I, I think. Um, I don't know his name because I don't follow Wright State. You probably do. The the sophomore that was really good for them as a freshman all year um, was really good in the tournament. I, I just looked. He hasn't played in like six games, so I don't know if he's hurt. Um, and that could be it too. I mean, that. Well, but with right and right in the, in the case of Wright State, though, that one kind of. That one's they a did little, beat Toledo, and Toledo they, that, is yeah, a the, very good MAC team. Yeah, and after they beat Toledo, what happened after that? They, they just lost to horrible they, teams. Yeah, I mean, they just it, it's it's been really yeah that that one doesn't that one is kind of a head scratcher to me, honestly. Uh, the right state one specifically is um, I because you know even because they still you know regardless they still have or they should have. You know, they st- first of all, Loud and Love isn't isn't going anywhere. No, <laughs> Loud and Love is still around, and this is you know, and he's you know, he's kind of the guy everybody's name whose name everybody kicks. He's already and Loud and Love is you know, and so that's that's kind of the guy. And then you kind of look at it from a standpoint of you know how, and maybe it's because of the injury that that injuries that's that, that's kind of taking a toll on them specifically. I'm not convinced. I'm not entirely convinced of that. Um, it's, but I mean, I guess better to get straight, get it straightened out now than you know, middle, of, you know, before you know, before January. Well, and I, the thing, if I'm right, state, I'm worried about is the way they play. They will not have fun with U of D or Oakland. They're probably not going to have fun with UIC this year because you know U of D's doing a lot of four out, one in. Oakland's doing. A good amount of four out, one in again. Mm-hmm. You know their ability to slash and create on the outside, like they did, and what they did in the NCAA tournament, what they did to win the league last year. It might not work this year. You know, where you look at a team like Northern Kentucky, where all five of their starters averaged double digits. The last team that we had in the Heisman League that all four star or all five starters were averaging double digits. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it was that the two U of D teams, the one that went to the uh, NCAA, the one mm-hmm. the year after that loss, and then Valpo's two really good teams they had that time um right after that with broke off and the i know the broke off team that won in 2012 2013 six players averaged double digits so yeah. if northern kentucky keeps that double digit stuff up they should win the league you know drew mcdonald's look good for what four years and all four years he's been playing yeah, um, pretty good now <laughs> i i just question if if Brennan can keep that group together because even though there's so many bad records i feel like the top five or six in the conference this year is going to be really really close and it would not shock me if we see another surprise. I haven't really paid attention. Is Milwaukee even going to be able to threaten this year, or are they in the, in the pit they've been living in? Um, yeah, that, that they're they're not great. 
could Youngstown State get their spot in the tournament over them? Or Maybe two? I don't know. It's it's hey, hey, Youngstown State finally won another Division One game, so you know progress. I and I tell you what, uh, you know Evan Bruins was brothers on the Youngstown State staff, and I he'll be. Oh uh, yes, Kevin Bruins. Uh, Kevin, I believe, is a, a, a faithful uh, listener to the podcast as well. So uh, uh, former former Cleveland State assistant as well. So uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I know I met him when uh, he was visiting his brother once, and uh, Ray McCallum Sr. told me, he goes, that guy's going to be a head coach eventually. I mean, he, he gets it. So and, you know, I know they have him on that staff down there, and they've recruited better than I think they did under Slocum. Uh, um, so far, I think but. they're big. It seems to me that the cohesiveness is still an issue um, because I think they're big. Uh, from what it looks like, their big core uh, at, at Young South State is Garrett Covington, Nas Bohannon, and then the freshman they brought in, uh, uh, Darius Quisenberry. Um, the, uh, there's there's a lot. They he got a, he recruited a lot of. Uh, he actually signed a lot of JUCO guys. So uh, that that's going to be and he yeah you know, and a lot of the fo- so he's kind of so he's probably in the same. He's probably in a little further behind in this. Uh, his situation is a little further behind that maybe 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 uh, maybe a Milwaukee or maybe a Cleveland State. In just the sheer volume of people that he's he's, he's kind of churned through there that uh, churned through over there, um, and, and it shows. I mean, you know, we're. It, I guess our hope was the progress at Youngstown State was going to go a little faster than it was. Um, you know, just for purely selfish purposes, I need a rival, and I need my rival to not be bad, um, and. Um, we're not there yet. <laughs> no, I hope it comes around for them. Uh, you know, they're they're always a fun team to play. <sighs> they, they've been such a do- uh, and maybe it's because they've been such a doormat for so long. And it's true they have. I mean, the, Jerry Slocum did nothing with that team. I mean, he had he had you know they he, had that one really good player Morse from Flint. He had Cameron Morse. He had Quinn Humphrey. He had Kendrick Perry. And you, ta- you want to talk about, about you want to you want to talk about the annals of of Horizon League stars over the years. Those are three guys that you know were really good, and I think the best any of them did was like fifth place in the conference. I think the best I think the best that Youngstown ever did was like a a CBI or a CIT tournament. That's a, that's about as good as they've gotten. So and and you know we're you're really hoping that you, you get to the point where you know you get to a point where where Cleveland State and the Youngstown State and the Milwaukee finally turn it around. I mean, but the reality is that all three of them happen to be current. All three of them right now sport the same record. All three of them are four and eight. You no, know? and 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 we can't really and and it's. And even more, and you think about that, they're all four and eight, and you ask yourself, okay, they're all four and eight, are, what kind of, you, you ask to the degree of which, you know, how do they, how are they four and eight, you know, I mean, cause remember last year, when we started out the, when, remember last season when we started out the, uh, the conference schedule, Youngstown State had a, hadn't played a single, uh, hadn't beaten a single solitary D1, uh, D1 team, go in, to the Wolstein Center on January first and beat Cleveland State after not beating any Division One team. So it's the 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 record is um, it's disappointing for all of these teams. But the question becomes: Is 
is the is the team itself is the record indicative of how good or how bad the team is going into the conference tournament? Because you know you're going to have you'll have and we probably won't see that for a little while. I mean, we we'll, we may see that you know in the first weekend when when Cleveland State plays Detroit and Oakland. So I mean, and you know and vice versa. So too will Youngstown State. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna. I'm kind of excited to see how this all pans out. Because I think there's going to be quite a few survive, uh, survivor surprises. It, well, I mean, it, it's probably I wouldn't. I, I don't know if we can even consider it a surprise. I mean, the 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 the, the team, the non-conference has started out so the non-conference has been by and large so bad for the conference for the Horizon League. Yeah, that, what, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not even. I don't even think BC. I would not be surprised if like Detroit Mercy ends up as a top four spot. I wouldn't be surprised by that at this point. That's, I mean, maybe that's a really weird, really bad assumption on my part, but no, you know I, what? You know what? There's the, Mike mean, Davis no. is a crazy, crazy man. Yeah. I expect a, a top four seed. I I really, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. Well, why don't we, we, we might as well talk about it now because, yeah. you know, the, the so Detroit, and, and, I, and I mentioned this a couple episodes ago that Detroit has, I mean, Detroit has three more wins than I expected them to have this season in the non-conference. I didn't expect them to have any. I thought they were going to be, you know, given how everything had started prior to, uh, everything had been going prior to Mike Davis getting hired, I was fully, I I. You know, I was expecting the worst of the worst of the worst. And then Detroit Mercy turns around and, you know, they, they win three games in a row, just right off the bat, including, you know, they beat, you know, they, including a, uh, including a, a bowling green team that just, that wiped the floor with Green Bay for some reason. Yeah, and they, they played Ohio <laughs> close. They beat a good Eastern Michigan team. Yeah. Um, so, played- yeah, the, the Ohio game, the, uh, the, uh, the Ohio game, I did catch a little bit at the end of that. And, um, yeah, that one was, uh, that one was kind of painful because, you know, there you were, you guys, you know, you had it. And it I didn't just see what, I didn't get to see what happened. It kind of slipped away. Um, Ohio was able to Ohio was able to get the uh, get the uh, Ohio was able to you know to get the lead and you know the, Detroit had one last shot. I think uh, I think it was Curry who ended up taking the shot instead of Davis and. Well, obviously it didn't fall, and also too. I mean, and that's not even to say, and that's not even to talk about. And also, Kent State too. I mean, I think Detroit Mercy was up by about seven in that game. Yeah, and I, I think Detroit Mercy may very well be in the same situation this year as Cleveland State was last year, where they had some games that they could have won but just didn't. You know, and Kent State's one of them. Ohio has won this year. Um, the one, two, the two games, the two games that I'm, I'm a little, I'm scratching my head over a little, is that it was, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was those back-to-back games between Dayton and Toledo. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how those games ended up on, Dece- on, on back-to-back days when no other game did. He I'm wanted a, to go back-to-back. Davis said he, you know, in tournament play, we got to do that. Um, well, a lot of good that did him. <laughs> they lost by. They lost by what thirty nine and forty four, and they those did. Could be, they were I, missing I, guys those games. Um, I mean, I yeah, he, but he sat a few guys for grades, um, or for for something. 
Uh, Davis is an odd bird, man. He, I haven't got to meet him yet. Uh, I'm hoping to get down there for the first conference games and and get back into covering it. Um, That's going to be an interest. Yeah, I, I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, he's that, like, you know, he's a guy who takes a cold shower every morning. Like, that's his thing. Uh, oh, Jesus. He doesn't recruit on the road. You know, he's he's a real healthy guy. Like, and from everything everybody I know has said, he's a hard ass. And, you know, his players love him. He's smart, very smart. He doesn't sound smart because he's got a real thick southern draw and he had a learning disability when he, and a stutter when he was a kid. But he seems to know basketball. He's got a staff that can recruit Chicago really mm-hmm. well. He's got a, his sons on there, you know, recruiting for him. They're after a few JUCO kids to come in next year and hopefully help uh, the, the cast they have coming back out. But, I mean, here's the thing with Detroit. He's going. He told everybody yesterday at the press conference he's going to an eight-man rotation. So you figure uh, his son, AD, is going to be the point guard uh-huh. with uh, McFally next to him. McFally's not doing bad this year. I mean, he's no. averaging 12 a game. He's got 30 I think one of the be- I think one of the best best moves he made even before, he, you know, even before they announced his son was going to be coming up was he was able to get Josh McFoley to he was able to, you know, talk Josh McFoley into staying. You know, whether you know whether he was on the fence of staying or not, you know, just that just that symbolism of the fact that McFoley is still on the roster and still contributing is is definitely um, you know, when everybody else around when all the rest of his you know, one of the rest of a bunch of his teammates, you know, didn't yeah, and Cole Long stayed, and he doesn't yeah. even fit the system. Yeah. Um, and, and then Blackshear stayed, but, you know, Gerald's been so banged up the last two years mm-hmm. that he, he's kind of the guy we send out for the tip, and, and he tries, but I was talking to him the other day. He's He's been banged up. Um, but that Curry kid we got, you know, it's only been two games, but it's 14 points a game right now. He's a big man that can shoot threes. Big men that can shoot threes have been a dime a dozen in the Horizon League. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And so when you look at that and, and you look at kind of the – and I, we, I guess we shouldn't have been surprised at all because if I'm not mistaken – if I'm not mistaken, when when Mike Davis, I, I think it was the Texas Southern job. I think he didn't take that job until like August or something. Yeah, and, and when he, he, everyone he was asking, well, when are you going to be ready? And he was always saying two months. And here we are four or five months in, and he's doing the thing, so. Yeah, he really did. And yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, we, we can't underestimate that we, you know, we can't underestimate the you know the pedigree, the 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 coaching ability of Mike Davis. We cannot underestimate it. I mean, he was here's a guy who was under an extraordinary amount of pressure to to follow to be the guy filling in the shoes of Bobby Knight. Right. I mean, and you know, even with even even though those were his, you know, even though that that 2002 group of his, that 2002 Indiana team was obviously all Bobby Knight's players, you know, still they got to buy into what Mike. They had to buy into Mike. What Mike Davis was selling, they had to do it, and that he translated that into a Final Four. So I mean, it's 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 good to have. It's it's good that. It's interesting that you know we you know the Horizon League was as a whole, and this is this impacts the league as a whole. To be able to have a a a coach of that caliber, to be able to join the ranks, yeah, and just I mean it's just it's just dumb. It's just sheer sheer. I mean it's just sheer good luck, really. I think. 
it, it, that we were that that Detroit Mercy, especially considering we nobody knew what the hell was going on over there. No, I didn't. Nobody know. had a clue what was going on. I mean, they were throwing names out that you know. Let's face it. Why the you know you know they were they were throwing names out like you know I was about half tempted to say well also they were looking at Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster to coach. I mean, well, and <laughs> that's and where I they were. Full responsibility um, for the Pacino rumors. I'm sorry. What now? I take full responsibility. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. Wait a minute. What do you What do you mean? You take full responsibility? Well, a few people I know in the lacrosse program, not the yeah. people I'm friends with, um, yeah. who wants me to go uh, work for him there uh, when I'm not coaching soccer. A few former lacrosse players that are still down there working had told me, "Hey, I, you know, we really think they're going to bring in Patino. We, we, the, you know, the rumor on campus is they're going to bring in Patino." So I tweeted it. Well, Tony Paul knows me. Yeah. I, we're not, I don't talk to Tony, but you know, we've sat next to each other and stuff. He sees me. Hey, Carrick, how are you? He didn't DM me or anything. Well, he goes, no, in the news. Well, no, what, see, see, and it's that this is a different, I don't remember, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I actually don't remember your tweet. Um, what I do remember is, I do remember Tony Paul, um, I do remember Tony Paul. Uh, talking about it a little bit. And he also talked to, and what I also did see, and I also saw, for whatever reason, one of the, one of the, one of the Detroit Mercy boards, I can't, uh, message boards, I can't remember which one, where this popped up too. Um, you're not gonna tell me you're that guy too, are you? Which one? No, um, but. With our message, people, if it's not me, Titan Mike, or the commissioner, I would not put any validation into it. We're really the only ones that, A, have connections still, or be like the commissioner's on Fox News all the time, like, talking. He's like a lawyer, and he teaches at the law school in Columbus. Um, not the Ohio State one, another one. He, okay. He worked for Bush. So he, like, if he does his research, if it's... Oh, I mean, if you, yeah, anybody, yeah, the, if yeah, anybody who's read the commissioner stuff, um, any uh, the the Horizon League previews he did were outstanding. You guys got to try to get him on. I know he just finally got on Twitter too. I was so happy. I was so excited about that. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like we're getting everybody on now. Yeah, I, I so. can I can try to get him on for you. He's I haven't seen him since uh, the Pittsburgh game right before Reggie died. I yeah. sent him in the suite, but man, he is. He is a man that has not only lived a life, but he is one intelligent individual, and sure. he can rattle stats off like top of his. Well, head. that's like the kind of guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we haven't we haven't gotten around to it yet, but that yeah, that's definitely yeah, we we we're definitely uh, we we definitely want to get the commission on at some point in time. I, I know we were I, we were kicking it around. We, we we kick around a bunch of names of people we want on. We want Tony Paul on too at some point. So <laughs> so Tony, if you're listening, DM us. We'll we'll have you on one of these days. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so the so we have you to thank for the patino. Okay, I didn't realize that. We we have you to thank for that rumor. Okay. Yep, I will officially take responsibility. Full responsibility. All right. So, well, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> but it's amazing that absolutely nobody on the you know that's it. It's it's amazing that in it, again, in spite of the fact that you know you have you know you have Rick Pitino rumors and you know Lindsey Hunter rumors and you know. Jermaine Jackson, who was, you know, I thought every, everybody really thought was going to be the guy and wasn't. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward two months later and we still have no idea what's going on. For them to go, for us to go to, you know, you know, picking the, uh, potentially picking the, uh, 
<clears throat> Detroit Mercy's new head coach, the way the bachelor picks a suitorette to get to Mike Davis, you know. Yeah, crazy. It, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Um, now obviously, wear and tear, I think is, I, I, and we brought this up, uh, I think we brought this up. Uh, a couple episodes as well. The wear and tear may be an issue. Uh, that that's going to be my big question because you're because you, you know with Antoine Davis, he's he's putting up he's he's playing like you know what thirty five some odd minutes uh, thirty five plus minutes a game. Yep. You know that's you know after a certain point in time you're going to run. I mean I don't care how good you are, you're going to run out of gas. <laughs> well, you know Mike Davis says he plans to go with eight and knows they can handle it. So okay, I mean we'll see. <laughs> So I guess that's his answer to our question. Are you guys going to run out of gas? Well, I'm playing eight. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> guys to watch in that uh, that possible eight-man rotation, though, mm-hmm. that we haven't really seen a lot of. Uh, Lamar Hamrick, uh-huh. he was a uh, he's a JUCO guy, um, and he looks like he's going to be a junior, so they got another year. He can shoot okay. three, a good defender, and then Chris Brandon, a guy that grew up with Anthony and him, and he's had some games where he's put up, you know, 10, 15 points. One of those long, lanky three guys that Davis likes to play at the four. So, you know, there's other guys that could step up. I, it wouldn't surprise me, and it's not just that I'm a homer, but I think teams like Northern Kentucky that can go five deep, uh, those are going to be the days where there's going to be need to be supplementary scoring. That's not from Anthony, and it's going to have to be guys like Josh, who's a senior, or you know, yeah. the King kid they got from Washington State, who's super. Yeah, hot and that's going to be a big thing. I mean, that's it's going to be that whole next man up thing, which is again why I'm a little surprised that Wright State hasn't done as well as they have because you know, when they you look at the Wright like State roster, you, you've got Loud and Love, you got Cole Gentry, you got Mark Hughes, you got Parker Ernsthausen, and you're still. You're still you're still sub sub five hundred right now, right? Um, so it's it's a little it's a it's a bit of a surprise. I mean, and again, especially after you look at that 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 convincing Toledo win, a Toledo team that is you know is doing really well this year. In fact, you know, bold prediction: extre- Toledo and Buffalo go to the dance. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Buffalo is a top twenty-five ranked team right now, and uh, NATO you know, right around Millis High School. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it's yeah exactly. But you yeah, Wright State beats beats a Toledo team that you know again as you mentioned potential second MAC team coming out of uh, potential MAC NCAA team, and then you know, the wheels kind of fall off for them. So I think for them, I think the important thing for Wright State coming moving forward. Um, I think their big test is, I think, what they're going to really need to do. Um, what they, I mean, they're going to be playing Mississippi State. That one's got, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well Mississippi State, how do, well Missis, good Mississippi State is this year. Probably not um, very good. But they're, they're going to be in Jackson. It's going to be, it, it's, I mean, there might be a, you know, there might be a surprise in there, but I'm not, I doubt it. I mean, the Moorhead State, that Moorhead State game has, they got to win that one. Oh, yeah. They got to win that one. They got to win that one, especially considering the fact that, you know, that, that's going to be, and that'll definitely be, you know, I mean, that'll be, and again, that'll be it. I mean, you know, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know, but I, I think Wright State's going to end up below 500, uh, be a below 500 team going into the conference right now, unless, you know, unless they pull, you know, they pull a surprise out at, uh, in, at Moorhead State. Um, and again, it's, it, and we, we talked about it, we, we've, we've talked about it over the past couple of weeks of, you know, what exactly, you know, they started out pretty well, I mean, aside from the fact that they lost to Murray State by nearly 20. 
and then just kind of the wheels fell off. And again, it's not that they don't have the you know they don't have the players. I mean, you mentioned the one you mentioned one of them that's not necessarily playing all that much, but you still, regardless, you still have that group that you still have a pretty good core over there that that should be doing you know shouldn't be doing five and six. I'll tell you that much. Right. You know. Yeah, Green Bay is another one that I do. And again, in spite of the fact that Green Bay has been well, Green Bay is, you know, they they've been going up against, you know, again, they they this last week probably was an you know, kind of a uh, an outlier be, because of the competition they played. Um it, you know, they played Michigan State. Um honestly, going into that Michigan State game, you know, I I I watched the game till about halftime and I swear the way that Michigan State was playing and the the Spartans will you know they'll be the guy they'll be one of those top teams we're talking about in March they but they always are it's freaking Tom Izzo um, that the that that uh, Green Bay was able to keep it within because they they look like they wanted to but Michigan State looked like they wanted to blow that game out I mean they were they were up by like thirty three at one point in the second half and that they were able to only lose by like twenty one is probably a testament more to testament to the you know. To the resilience of Green Bay, to not want to get blown out of the gym. Well, they're a well-coached team. They've been a well-coached team since they got there. Yeah, and again, like I said, the the, the two games, the Creighton, the Michigan State games, are kind of outliers to me, at least. Um, the you know the the Bowling Green game for them was an aberration. I don't understand what happened there. Um, especially after they went and you know they went and beat Belmont, Belmont who just beat UCLA, I might add. Mm. I don't know, UCLA, UCLA blows, but you know, yeah. but Belmont Belmont has always been a pretty good school, pretty good team. So I mean, it's not like not like I'm that surprised. You know, I was more surprised that Green Bay beat them. Um, but regardless, I think, and again, the in in terms of what Green Bay has to offer, they do have still. You know, they they have that that litany of you know scoring options. Oh yeah, just that just as Northern Kentucky does. Just as you know, just as Wright State on paper at least does, just as you know, just as theoretically UIC should. Although the twenty-point loss to DePaul was nothing to really write home about. So when you look at that, and you you kind of look, so then you kind of wonder, you know, with that, where do you go for you know, where does a where will a you know. Does a team like Detroit? Does a team like IUPUI? You know, do they have all the multiple? Do they have as many scoring options as these top teams do? I mean, you know, I think you know, I, I think we kind of we don't we we obviously play up you know in, in in the case of IUPUI we we play up the fact that you know they got a kid Cameron Justice on that team, the kid from Vanderbilt, yeah, who is. Just absolutely, I, I think Cameron Justice is probably the reason. Cameron Justice is absolutely the reason why IUPUI is where it is right now. Is yeah. why why we're having the conversation about them being one of a being a top two team going into the, having a top two record going into the conference games. That's how good he is. Um, and then you know, and you don't really necessarily and and you see that other places, and you're not really sure exactly. You know what's going on. Cleveland State has scoring options. They have scoring options. They have Tyree Appleby. They have Stefan Kenich. You know they. You know they. They have. Um, you know Cash Thomas is more of a distributor. Um, I think their big problem is they're going to have to find that third or fourth option. They haven't gotten to that point yet. 
Um, yeah, and I think, you know, form, yeah. Yeah. Youngstown State, uh, you know, the, I think they're building, the, uh, for me, I think they're kind of building their whole thing around. They're definitely building their whole kind of scoring around Garrett Covington and Nas Bohannon and, you know, the, the, the freshmen they have in Darius Quisenberry. Um, you know, and, and as you mentioned on your end in, in uh, at the at Detroit Mercy, you got you, you have Antoine Davis, obviously. You have McFally. You have Curry. Um, Oakland is going to be a Oakland's going to. I think Oakland is going to still be a wild card to me. Um, I think they I would, need one more year. I, I think I, it's they, they've been a mystery to me the whole time. I don't know what 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 Oakland were getting at any point in time, and I think that's going to be true for the rest of the season. Well, and they have that huge freshman, and he hasn't even played yet. Yeah, I, I will say this: next year, if XHM is playing like he's playing this year, and they can get James back going inside, and he's acting as like a big just stopper three mm-hmm. or a stopper five with Cumberland, and then you know the Braden Norris that freshman, not to mention they have uh, Newman, you know, that that's a really good 2-3 guy that can yeah. keep the 3 that's averaging 9.1 yes. already. He's only going to get better, and he's sat out the last two years. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a nice core on that Trayvon Maddox out of Novi um, that they have. He hasn't really played a lot this year yet. He's, he's played in eight games. He could be a good six-man for them where you got a good Detroit team, you got a good Oakland mm-hmm. team. I don't know what Northern Kentucky is going to have coming back next year. I know they lose three or four guys, um, but Brendan's a pretty good recruiter. And I, Adrian Nelson, that was a U of D commit uh, to Bakari that's there that hasn't really played, was a very good player in Ohio last year. Um, and he, yeah, he was, and uh, I believe he was. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I know. He, I know he's uh, he, he's getting some big minutes. He's getting some good minutes for Northern Kentucky now. So um, he's probably going to be the foundation for them moving forward. And uh, um, Green Bay still has most of their guys next year, right? Yes, they do. I think I think Green Bay is probably going to be one of the better teams in the in the conference next year. I'm thinking. That I still think they're going to be one of the better conference teams in the conference this year. <laughs> I just, I, I just think I just think the 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 overall com- the schedule the overall standings kind of belie you know belie what the what the what the conference is right which is not as bad as they were last year no not at all I think it's much I mean, better this year it's, it only seems like they're bad it only you look at the records they they only seem like they're just they're totally underperforming and maybe they are I don't know but. Bottom line is they are you know the bottom line is we'll we'll find out you know the 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 real games you know I you know the, these were just the tune up the the games that are going to matter are going to come up, start coming up on the twenty eighth and so that's going to be uh, that's going to be very interesting I'm looking forward to yeah that. I'm I'm really looking forward to conference season I think it's going to be a lot of parity um, and I might actually make it down to the tournament this year I'm a little however I am a little concerned and I said this last episode I am a little concerned that we could end up with it we can end up with a scenario where we end up with um, you know seven out of the ten teams with 500 conference records or below that I think that's a possibility I mean it's a very scary possibility to me. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say whoever wins our whoever goes to the dance is probably not going to have a very fun time. No, they're not. Not this year. Next it, year, and it's going to be yeah, it's not going to be a good time. And it's and we, we we've talked about. It. I mean, we got to and and that conference and the yeah, we'll and I'm sure is is we've talked many many times about the the new conference tournament format and how supremely awful it is and oh, that that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sad Motor City Madness, you know, didn't really pan out. Um, 
I, I pretty much the only way it's going to be there next year is if U of D or Oakland are in the final group and we pack it out, or you know another team comes in and they pack it out because. I, you know, I really thought it could have worked, and I think a neutral site tournament will work. It's just got to be centrally located. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a place where everybody can get to and get a hotel. I think yeah. if you've got a team in Green Bay, that makes it tough for everybody. Well, I would like to see Grand Rapids, though. I think Grand Rapids would be the perfect... You, you are not alone in that assessment, by the way. I, I'm, uh, I've never been, so I, I can't a, it, make a judgment about Grand all Rapids. The stuff you would need, you know, like all the breweries and everything. Good, goody. My little brother lives in Grand Rapids, um, uh-huh. so I'm out there to see him a lot. But there you go. Um, you know, all Founders is there. There's like five or six big. New Holland is right there. All the big mm. breweries. They got a lot of good food. It's very artsy, um, very conservative kind of a net. Well, Dick DeVos owns the whole town. So, oh great! Uh, they got Meyer Gardens is awesome. Meyer has like a huge botanical. I, I understand outside. that the yeah, I believe that the yeah, because um, because uh, Detroit's uh, the Pistons G League team the the uh, is is in there. Is yeah, they, they play at Grand Andal, which is where the Griffins play. Yeah, uh, but they also have just outside of Grand Rapids, they have another smaller hockey arena uh-huh. called the Deltaplex. Interesting. So you could have team practicing there. And well, I, we'll probably find out sooner rather than later when the, the when that whole thing is going to go down. Because I hope, do they, know I hope they don't wait until September like they did this year. Is, is this nice. for sure it in Detroit? What's that? Yeah, this is it. This is it. This year is it? Yep. This is it. Um, tw- you know, they they're 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 seeking bids for 2020 and beyond. So next, so the 1920 year will be the first year outside of Ma- Motor City Madness. Do we have any clue who put a bid in? No. We know nothing. Of course, we haven't really paying. I've been paying more attention to the, you know how badly everybody's doing in non-conference and you know where we're going to be playing, where everybody's going to be playing the conference tournament next year. Very true. So, yeah. all right. So that is going to. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Carrick, once again, very very glad to have you on and filling in for Jimmy. Always good. All right, to great. And of course, you can find all episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on. SportsHacks.com, H-A-X.com. You can find us at any one of your favorite podcast uh, apps. You can find us on your uh, Amazon Echo and your Google Home devices. Um, and also, of course, you can find us on uh, you can find us on where we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, and Sports Hacks puts it on YouTube. I mean, there's literally no reason why you can't listen to this show. So um, again, we'll be uh, we th- this is going to be the last one before Christmas. So uh, we wish you everybody uh, wish wish every. Everybody a happy, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. So thanks for listening.